Hello and welcome to the First Day in Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another great episode. I'm joined today by another 2023 NFL draft prospect. And today we've got Elon University wide receiver Jackson Parham. Jackson, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing good. I appreciate you uh, having me on. Thanks. Yeah, for sure, man. I am super excited to have you on. So I, I want to jump right into your story, man. You know, I want to go all the way back to the early years. Tell me a little bit about where you're from and, you know, how did you come to the game of football? Yeah, so I'm from Hillsborough, New Jersey. Um, it's located about 20 minutes away from New Brunswick, Rutgers University. Um, grew up with a dad, mom, older brother. Um, my brother and my dad both played college sports. So that's kind of what led me to the athletic uh, department, you know what I'm saying? Uh, competing with them, competing with my brother, playing one-on-one -on -one basketball, video games, all that. And then my dad was a coach for me at a young age. And so he kind of pushed me to play multiple sports, you know what I'm saying? Basketball, football, whatnot. So that's kind of how I got into sports. You know, and your dad was a D1 athlete at Gonzaga University on the basketball team. So w was there more of a push towards basketball or when, you know, dad saw that you were naturally gifted at football, uh, did he fully embrace that one as well? Uh, He would say uh, he let me do whatever I want, but <laughs> – I mean, at first, obviously, my brother played basketball, so I obviously wanted to do everything my brother uh, played. Uh, my brother also played football, too. You know what I'm saying? My friends, when I was in elementary school and young growing up, they played football. So I was like, you know what, why not? Let me just jump in with them. And um, I just gravitated towards football more. So coming from Jersey, were you a Giants or a Jets fan? I was actually – I'm actually a Steelers fan. <laughs> my dad, he was an assistant coach at the University of Pittsburgh. So that's where I was born um originally so I don't know for some reason I just stuck with it uh when I was young and I kind of been a Steelers fan all the way since so hey my dad will be excited about that my dad is a, a big Steelers fan and uh okay. so he, he'll be happy to hear that there's somebody else out there who is as crazy as he is <laughs> that's a good man right there that's a good man that's all that's all. so I want to get into your high school you know obviously playing ball there in Jersey what was, mm -hmm. what was the recruiting process like for you man you grew up 20 minutes away from Rutgers so did did Rutgers recruit you they recruited me a little bit they didn't offer me they're recruiting um, me and a couple other my teammates um, none of us had offers from there um, but I had some Mac schools offer me um, uh, Boston College uh, was recruiting me heavy um, same with Army West Point but Elon came in late to my recruitment um, and I think my senior year was the first year of the double signing day so just like everybody else in the country, uh, we didn't really know how it was going to pan out. So a lot of us waited after the first signing day to see if we can get more offers. Second one ended up losing some um, in that process. That's just how things, you know what I'm saying, just worked out. I mean, it's just God's plan. So Elon came in late. I took a visit down there, and um, I loved it. A lot of guys, loved the school, everything about it. You know, and a lot of people might be surprised by that, that you chose an FCS over offer over an FBS offer. You know, some people yeah. are thinking, oh, FBS, higher level mm -hmm. technically. So walk us through what led you to take Elon over maybe an offer from like a Mac school. Yeah, so I think um, especially the conference that I played in, the CAA, I mean, uh, being in Jersey, I mean, you hear about Delaware, Towson, um, New Hampshire, Villanova, you know what I'm saying, those schools. So the – 
I think personally, and I still do, the level of the CAA is very good. You know what I'm saying? It's just as good as a, a group of five or a small FBS conference. Um, and I also like the, the academics played a, a role, definitely. Elon's a great academic school. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I'm, <laughs> I didn't want to be all the way out there in Ohio. I'm not going to lie to you. I apologize. I apologize. But but that that goes into it, though, where the school is, so. I mean, depending on which Mac school it was in Ohio, I won't blame you. I, 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 I'll i be the one to throw the shade at the Mac schools in Ohio. If it was Akron or if it was Kent Reed, Kent Wright, Kent State, Kent, you uh, yeah. you made a good choice, my guy. I don't want to put the school on the spot, but, yeah, it was <laughs> it was out there in Ohio. But, again, though, like, um, Elon's in North Carolina, you know what I'm saying, on the East Coast. Um, great school, beautiful campus, things like that. So, again, I think the, the, the level um, – at the CAA. And then you've seen this year, like there's been FBS teams that have lost the FCS teams. You know what I'm saying? So I think that gap's closing a little bit. You know, and you talked about growing up so close to Rutgers. Sometimes guys feel slighted when the hometown team doesn't offer them. It sounds like you took it more as like an opportunity of like, Hey, I have all these offers. Did you ever mm-hmm. have a moment during the recruiting process where you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm not getting more offers. Or were you always just appreciative of the ones you did have? You know what? I think I was appreciative for the ones I did have. Um, just like everybody, um, like you kind of alluded to, everybody wants the home state to recruit you, homeschool. So it's like, oh, like Rutgers didn't get me. But you know what I'm saying? I think I was surrounded by a group of friends that I enjoy playing football with. They're were, they were going through the process with me. You know what I'm saying? So we're just pushing each other, just keeping our hopes high. It's kind of hard to do that now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, younger generation. Um, cause everybody's on social media. And so you're seeing what everybody else is doing, um, and what offers they're getting. So, um, it's kind of, I, I feel for some of the high schoolers that are going you know, through this process. You get down to Elon and, you know, I don't think folks realize that when you're coming out of high school, a lot of times you're the guy on your football team in high school, you get down to a D one school like Elon, that's got good tradition. I mean, shoot this year alone. I think you guys played six ranked opponents, you know, played an SEC school in Vandy. So you play elite competition down there. What, what was it like when you set foot on campus your freshman year? Did you have any moments where you were like, holy cow, I might be weighing over my head? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I feel like as a freshman, you always get that to an extent. You know what I'm saying? Some guys obviously uh, grow in the game of football faster than others. Um, I think as a freshman, though, like just seeing how as a freshman receiver, seeing how routes were ran at the collegiate level how fast guys were, you know what I'm saying? How it's not just about just catching the ball. It's about what the defensive coverage um, defense is in, you know what I'm saying? Just all aspects of the game. So I think that was just the biggest thing, um, taking a deep breath in and also just learning from the older receivers in the room, you know what I'm saying, with me. Um, definitely was humbling. You know, and you were a guy who put up a lot of numbers during your career. It was very – you were consistent. You had nearly 2000 yards in your career. So did, when did you feel like it all came together for you? When did you feel like, you know, Hey, I can do this. I am doing it. I'm doing it at a high level. Was there a certain moment where you felt like it all came together for you? Um, That's a great question. I think it came during my sophomore year. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of playing time. Um, I was on special teams, but I think once I started making special teams plays, um, not necessarily receiver plays yet, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I can be out here with these guys. You know what I'm saying? I just took special teams with a challenge. Um, if I can do the dirty work, you know what I'm saying, I could definitely go out there and run a slant and catch a pass. So 
you know, and a lot of guys don't understand, like, you know, being a wide receiver, you know, having to play special teams, sometimes guys look at that as a negative thing. But I've talked to a lot of guys who look at special teams as an opportunity to make a name for themselves and leave their mark and really help their team. So when you found out that, like, hey, I have I have a chance and I have an opportunity to be a major impact and a major contributor on special teams, mm-hmm. what, what did that feel like? Were you Were you just as excited as if you had been the guy catching the touchdowns? Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, um, my freshman year, I didn't redshirt, you know what I'm saying? So I played all special teams my freshman year. Um, same with sophomore year, you know what I'm saying? I got in a little bit, but not a whole lot of time. And, um, yeah, the guys who came in with me um, my freshman year were like, yeah, you know, if we want to help this team win, if we want to, you know what I'm saying, get our name out there, get in front of coaches, get on some film, we got to make some plays on special teams. So that's kind of the mindset we had, which I think is a good one. You know what I'm saying? I think it shows like the older guys in the room, you're willing to do whatever it takes to get this team a win and get some respect and some staying there. You know, you talked about not red shirting. You know, one thing that's really big now is the transfer portal. I'm sure you've seen it a lot at the D1 level, you know, and I'm always interested to hear guys who stayed at one school their whole career. It's honestly Mm -hmm. not as common anymore. So did you ever have a moment where you felt like, man, Am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Did you ever contemplate the portal or did you always feel confident like you were supposed to be at Elon? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think after last year, since I got this COVID year, um, <clears throat> I was thinking about it. And that's not anything that I haven't told anybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. But um, I think speaking with um, <clears throat> people I trust, speaking with teammates, speaking with coaches, uh, strength coach in particular at Elon, um, I think we just broke down the, the pros and cons and like where you're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? I think we talked before, like I'm a religious person as well. So definitely ask God to, you know what I'm saying? Show me a sign. Like, where am I supposed to be right now? What's going to help me get to the next level? Um, so, yeah. You know, we talked about the schedule you guys played this year. You know, you guys got to play against Vanderbilt, which is an SEC school. Yeah. And it's not like they, I mean, that was a close game. It was an 11 yeah. point game. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to brag about you here for a second. You made a grab in that game. You made a touchdown mm-hmm. grab in that game where the defensive back was pretty much committing an assault. I mean, that, that looked <laughs> like some form of a felony. Yeah. And you still found a way to come down with that football. So I got to ask you first about that play. What did you see on that play? Could you even see the football? <laughs> and how did you make that catch? So if I'm going to be completely honest, I like had then I think it was the drive, that drive. I like hit my head um, trying to go up for a 50-50 ball. And I'm like, like, obviously, I didn't, I didn't think I had a concussion. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think so. But my head was spinning a little bit, just a ringer. And so um, I think that whole drive, and I was, remember telling some of my teammates, like, yeah, I was just going off instinct. Like, I was just looking at the play and just going, um, unfortunately. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Matt threw a great pass. Um, just, just all around, just great play and I'm just happy to come down with a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we did play a good team though. Vanderbilt was a pretty good team. They, they beat some, uh, some guys late in their year. So yeah, it was a good game. You know, and you guys played several ranked opponents this year, including making the playoffs, you know, obviously the playoff game against Furman didn't go the way you wanted, but talk yeah. about your time at Elon, you know, well, was there a moment that maybe stands out as being just a little bit more special and a little bit bigger than the rest? Oh, that's a great question. I think our comeback winning is William Mary. And you know what I'm saying? Credit them, credit those guys, because they went out there and, and did their thing during the playoff, um, won a couple games. But I think for like the senior group and the guys I came in with, 
Um, it was always about getting over the hump, finishing games, being disciplined, things of that sort. And if you watch the game and go back and watch, we weren't that type of team in the first half. Um, but then we had some leaders step up, you know what I'm saying, verbally, non-verbally, whatever. So I think that was just a testament to the work that we put in in the offseason and the work, um, again, that we put in through the whole entire season leading up to that point and just the trust that we have in each other. Um, so that, I think that was my most memorable. You know, and there at Eagle, you played with a lot of really talented football players, got to play alongside some really impressive guys. obviously folks maybe aren't as familiar with Elon football. So if you Mm. could give us some names, whether it be this draft (laughs) season or even college football next year, who should folks have their eyes on? I think this draft season, um, Marcus Hillman is a great player. Um, Linebacker safety. Uh, He goes for the strips. He's a great tackler. Good cover uh, guy as well. You know what I'm saying? He can pretty much do it all. Um, He just loves the game of football. So definitely keep keep an eye out for Marcus. Matt McKay is the quarterback, number 10. Shout out, Matt. You feel me? Um, great player again. You know what I'm saying? Smart guy. And um, he's always in the film room. He's a, He prepares, you know what I'm saying, the right way. I think, bro, everybody coming out, like, I, I can name, I can go down the list and name everybody. Like, Skyler is one of the great kickers, like, in the country. Um, Bryson Daughtry, Torrance Williams, you know what I'm saying, Cole Coleman. I think everybody is good enough to get there, you know what I'm saying, to be shouted out, so – you know, and you guys also played, like we talked about, a grueling schedule. So that means you played against some elite talent in your time there at Elon. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. maybe one or two guys that stand out as being like, wow, that is the best guy I've ever had cover me or the best guy I've mm-hmm. gone up on one-on-one? Yeah, there's a couple guys who are really good in our league. And I think that's I think our league's really good all around. Um, corner position-wise, I think uh, Bentford from Villanova was a good player. Um, played against him. Uh JMU, when they were in our league, always had good corners. Um, <clears throat> Richmond had a couple good corners this year. Now, one of their starting boundary corners was out, I think, against us. And I remember him because uh, you started, you know what I'm saying, no guys once you play them two, three times. But they always have two good corners. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody's pretty solid. Again, I think the the competition's really good. Um, so there's some good battles out there. You know, and like we alluded to, you are a 2023 NFL draft prospect. You've officially declared. So walk me through what that was like when you, you know, realized like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. You make the official announcement. What was what went into that decision? And what were the emotions like for you? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, just hearing from um, people that you trust, you know what I'm saying, especially our coaches, um, those are people that I definitely trust. I'm um, saying like, yeah, you're good enough to, you know what I'm saying, compete and go play at that level. So that was definitely reassuring when I was thinking about it a couple of years ago. I was like, okay, like, what am I doing? Am I trying to just play college football? Like, what am I working towards? So it was definitely here, definitely good to hear my coaches reassure me. Um, parents, obviously, friends and family. Um, so, yeah, I'm, again, I'm just excited about this process. And when I put the post out there, I mean, obviously, in my mind, I knew, but, um, it just felt good. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like a monkey off my back. Like, okay, now I can start a new chapter in my life. You know, and you talk about your family and you talk about the support system you have in place, you know, and a lot of people don't realize to get where you are today, to have played at the level you've played at and to continue to have the opportunity to play. It takes a really strong support system to be with you on that journey. So can you talk about the people you have in your life who have helped get you to where you are today and just how much they mean to you? Yeah, definitely my uh, my family for sure. My dad and mom in particular, just all the stuff they sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? I'm a person that pays attention to detail. So 
you know what I'm saying? I play AAU basketball, youth football, uh, high school football, high school basketball. You know what I'm saying? I can go down the list, but just the stuff they did for me every day and continuing doing, they're sacrificing their time, energy, you know what I'm saying? Money, effort, <clears throat> everything to put me kind of in the position that I'm in today. So I'm just grateful for them. Um, I couldn't say thank you enough to to them. They they really helped me out. So, you know, and like we talked about with you declaring for the draft, you're going to go up, you know, and have to go up against some really good wide receivers for who's going to get drafted first. Obviously we have Jackson mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba, Jalen Hyatt, yeah. you know, the list goes on and on for wide receiver prospects this year. But mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what do you feel separates you from some of these other receiver prospects in this year's draft class? Yeah. I mean, I think only thing I can say about me, you know what I'm saying? Not about anybody else. I think that I'm, uh, a student of the game, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have great practice habits, so I'm I'm willing to get better at any time, any moment, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't mind sitting back and really studying somebody and learning their game and getting better. Um, I'm going to make contested catches. Um, I'm just playing my butt off, you know what I'm saying? It just comes down to that. It's really football at the end of the day. It's just knowing your assignment, doing it to the best of your ability, and going out there and making plays. So that's what you're definitely going to get out of me. You know, one thing we're going to see as this draft season continues on is scouts are going to have used the words that they use to describe the way guys play the game of football. But if you could use your own words to describe the way you play the game of football, how would you describe the way you play? I would say passionate um, with the attitude. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think maybe a little unorthodox. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like your fastest receiver. Um, obviously trying to get my speed better, but I think my route running ability and yards after the catch, I think is something that I do very well. So, yes, sir. You know, one thing that guys oftentimes overlook, but it can make or break an NFL career before it even starts is off the field character. You know, in today's NFL, if you don't have good character, it could be what costs you an opportunity. So if an NFL team takes a shot on you, what are they getting from you as a person? Yeah, they're going to give me a, a team guy, you know what I'm saying, for sure. That's just the number one thing. I'm a winner. I love to win. Um, so I'm going to do whatever I possibly can to, to help the team win. So, again, I'm team first uh, oriented. Um, you can get somebody who is willing to learn, who's coachable. And, um, again, practice is hard. So I'm going to get myself better and everybody else around me better. You know, one thing that stood out when I was looking at your stats is how many yards you averaged per catch. You averaged over 13 yards per catch. And so people may think like, oh, he's only a big play wide receiver. He's only a deep ball threat. But when you turn on the film, you see a lot of possession ability and a lot of ability to run a diverse route tree. So can you talk about how you feel your versatility as a route runner and your versatility just really at that wide receiver position makes you a huge asset at the next level? Yeah, you know what? And I think it came from like studying guys that I went to school with. Like we had a really good slot players when I uh, came in as a freshman in Cortez Weeks. Bryson Daughtry, um, who's in my class right now. So just studying their game, you know what I'm saying, understanding how they run routes from the slot and just kind of stealing it from them, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to get somebody who can run the whole route tree, who can snap down, who can uh, give hesitation, different types of uh, off-the-line <coughs> movements. So, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm willing to do and, and run any route. So. You know, and some wide receivers have offensive schemes they like a little more. Obviously, I've never met a wide receiver who hates the air raid. Um, I know that <laughs> nah. will shock you. Um, yeah. Most wide receivers yeah. like the ball in their hands. So I have to ask you, sure. is there a scheme that you feel that you fit better in? Or with that versatility, do you feel like you're able to, you know, fit into all 32 NFL schemes? 
Yeah, I think I can. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a, I think that shows because we were kind of like that at Elon. Like last year with Davis Cheek, we, were, we threw the ball a whole bunch of times. I think this year we're a little more balanced. So um, I think our offensive coordinator and our wide receiver coach, I mean, they harped on, you know what I'm saying, run blocking. I know that's extremely important important in the next level as well. So I don't mind going in there, blocking at all. Um, a lot of play action routes. So routes developing downfield a little bit. So I think I've kind of got the best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you talk about run blocking and you talked about being on special teams, that speaks to the way you play, that physical nature. So where does that, you know, physicality and that willingness to just do whatever it takes to better the team come from? Yeah, I mean, obviously from like um, all the the hard work that um, we put in as players. Yeah, I don't want to let my, any of my teammates down. You know what I'm saying? But then also, too, taking, you know what I'm saying, the coaching. Like our coaches harped on run blocking. Um, you're not going to get the rock if you don't if you don't block. So that's the kind of thing we, we live by in the receiver room. Um, as well so again like our coaches just did a great job um, you know what I'm saying just ensuring us that hey you're gonna get the ball in your hands you know what I'm saying but you gotta do the dirty work as well so you know I'm always interested guys you know who have played the game for a long time oftentimes there's a there's a moment in time where you know the rubber meets the road and you really have to look at yourself in the mirror and decide like do I really want to do this do I really want to keep playing this game did you ever have that moment or have you always just felt at home on the football field Always felt at home, and again, I think that's because I tried to surround myself with people who thought like me. You know what I'm saying? It makes going through anything stressful much easier. You know what I'm saying? When people are going through the same situation and have a great mindset and are positive. Um, but again, though, we always have those doubts just as people. Like, okay, am I doing the right thing or like what's going on? And by no means, I'm not perfect at all. So I do have those doubts come up every now and then. But it's good to. Um, have conversations, you know what I'm saying, with people close to you, you know what I'm saying, like encourage me, encourage them, uh, get some of their feedback, stuff like that. You know, with the draft process, one of the really cool things is all these all-star bowl games that guys have an opportunity to participate in, mm -hmm. from the senior bowl to, you know, the tropical bowl, the CGS showcase. There's so many different yeah. things that guys can partake in. Do you have any of those on your radar? Are you looking to participate in any? Um. No, not right now. I haven't. I've gotten one bowl invite to the Dream Bowl. Um, yes, sir. Um, but I've had some people at like come up, like get in my DMs and have conversations about any other bowls yet. But I haven't officially been invited to any other ones. So um, again, I'm just preparing um, just the best way I possibly can um, after this holiday and and get to it and just be open to you know what I'm saying anything change, um, anything can change. You know what I'm saying. So. You know, one thing folks don't realize is when you're preparing for your pro day and any combine invites, yeah. the type of training you do is so much different than just normal football training. Guys don't run 40 times every day. And right, exactly. So walk me through, what's that training process looking like for you right now? Yeah, so hopefully I'll be training it with Test. Um, <clears throat> yes, sir, that's the, the company name. And so I'm excited. But yeah, like you say, like it's not your everyday training. You know what I'm saying? It's not winter workouts. You're not trying to get big like that and um so just you know what i'm saying taking the coaching is something new for me like the 40 um l drill 5 stuff like that definitely um gotta adhere to and be on point with everything do you have any goals as you get ready for your pro day i know guys sometimes are like oh i want to run a 4-3 and have a 45 inch vertical i mean what are yeah. some of your goals as you prepare for that pro day you know i think um 
obviously the 40 is the biggest thing for a receiver. You know what I'm saying? So getting that time down as much as possible, but then also showing coaches that I'm, I'm a good route runner and I can catch uh, the ball. I have very good hands. So um, just showing, you know what I'm saying? Showcasing my skills, uh, being confident in anything that I do and um, we'll see where it goes from there. So as a Steelers fan growing up, who was your, uh, who was your guy? Who was the guy that was your favorite? Yeah, I got a fat head of Troy Palomalo downstairs, so I'm gonna have to go with him. That's my dog. <laughs> That's it. From a wide receiver to pick a DB, I mean Palomalo, yeah, not a bad pick. Yeah. But I'm surprised. I like, I yeah, I like Heinz Ward as well. Yeah, he was up there <laughs> for sure. You know, and one thing that I don't think folks realize is even when you play at an elite level like you have at D1 college football, you still have guys. You know, when you're turning on, you know, NFL film that you're like, man, I wish. You know, I could take bits and pieces of their game and put it into mine. Do you have anybody that you like to watch YouTube highlights of and try and incorporate some of their game into yours? Yeah, I do. And a lot of them now, obviously, like the Devontae Adams, the Justin Jefferson, because uh, we watch their tape. When I was in college, we used to watch them all the time, um, look at their routes. But, you know, a guy that I used to really like was Larry Fitzgerald. And I really liked him because I feel like we have similar styles, but he could just catch everything. You know what I'm saying? I think that's – um, something that gets overlooked sometimes the receiver position is all the routes, all the press man releases, but um, your catch radius, you know what I'm saying? And catching the football, possessing the ball is really at the end of the day, what you need. So, you know, and you brought up catch radius, you, you have one thing that just can't be coached and that's size. So talk yeah. about how you feel that that size helps you when you're going up for a contested catch or when you're, you know, looking to an extend a play with yards after the catch, how do you feel that yeah. the size that you bring helps you? Yeah, I think that just makes me versatile. Um, I can play in the slot, you know what I'm saying? I can play outside, definitely. Um, I think my reach, you know what I'm saying, the the radius and where you put the ball, I can pretty much go up there and, and, and get it. So um, that's pretty much all I need to showcase, you know what I'm saying? Just showcase my skills and be confident and show everybody uh, what I can do. You know, one thing I was interested to hear is, you know, I have guys rank these three things from, you know, one being the most important and three being the least important. So I'm going to have you rank them and I'll, I'll tip my hand a little bit. I'll tell you, right. you know, I'm, I'm always interested, you know, each <laughs> position ranks them a little different. Um, You'll be shocked to know I've never had a kicker put the weight room number one. Um, that, That'll blow your mind, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, so if you could rank these three, if you could go weight room, film room, and practice field, where are you ranking them from one to three? I'm going to have to go practice field, film room, weight room. <laughs> and that's not at all. I'm not trying to diss the weight room at all because I love working out. You know what I'm saying? I love doing all that. But I think, like you said, there's levels. There's levels to it. You know, so that shows how important the film room is to your game right there, that you have yeah. it ahead of the weight room. Might surprise some people to talk about why the film room is so important for you and what your preparation's like in that film room? Yeah, I think, gosh, that's a great question. I mean, like, college definitely prepares you. Um, just college football just prepares you in general to prepare for anything. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be good at anything, you got to prepare yourself. So I think film is definitely – you definitely need to be um, – a you definitely need to watch film, obviously. And and back to my previous point, how it prepares you. Like, if you want to go out and do anything in life, you know what I'm saying? You want to get a job, um, do anything. You need to prepare the right way. And so I think that's what film teaches you, the way to prepare. So 
Um, yeah, I watch film all the time, quarterbacks, receivers. Um, I mean, we go over each other's houses and watch film as a receiver room. So, I mean, this is extremely important watching your opponent and then also getting back on the same page um, with the quarterback as well. When you're watching film, you know, and you fire it up for the first time, are you the type that's going to watch the whole game through first? Or do you look for one specific thing when you first fire up the film? It's a great question. Uh, <laughs> it depends who I'm watching it with. If I'm watching it with Matt, we'll sit there and watch the whole game. But, like, receiver-wise, we'll watch a game, but then we'll also watch the explosive plays against that defense. That's something we like, we like to watch and, like, let's key on, like, okay, what are other teams doing that are getting themselves open and are getting big plays against other teams, so. Yeah, definitely with the quarterbacks is a little different, but yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, and you've brought up the quarterbacks a couple of times, and that's one thing that often gets overlooked is the chemistry and the camaraderie between the quarterback and the receivers. You know, we see guys like Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, chemistry is a huge part of the success he's had. So talk about how you're able to build chemistry with your teammates and, you know, how you feel it's helped you throughout your career. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of my best friends in high school was a quarterback. Um, So, yeah, I mean – you always got to be friendly, obviously, to a wide receiver as a quarterback. But, I mean, um, like Cheek, for example, um, great quarterback. Um, he definitely taught me the way to prepare and watch film um, as well. And then, again, like you recognize each other's game. So, it's like you obviously you have that level of respect and um, you want to get better for each other. So, Cheek, I think Matt is another great example. He came in as a transfer. So, obviously, as a transfer, he's a little nervous, you know what I'm saying, having to go through this whole process and meet new guys and stuff like that. But, you know what I'm saying? He's a great person and great personality. So a lot of us, a lot of us, our receivers gravitated towards him and then kind of just hitting off from there. You know, and one thing you brought up is, you know, leadership, you know, verbal and nonverbal leadership. And, you know, yeah. as a guy who spent his whole career at Elon and, you know, being a senior in that locker room, you know, not everybody's going to lead by getting in the middle and yelling or, you know, giving great speeches. So can you talk about how, you know, as a senior leader this year, what what was your leadership style like and how do you feel that that helps you as you hopefully transition into an NFL locker room? Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely not a rah-rah person. That's just my personality. Um, I'm trying to come break out of my shell a little bit, um, but definitely I'm a a practice player. So I'm going to practice hard. Um, I'm going to try to do a little things right. But then also too, I think I grew in a way that, I'll take some of the young guys just one-on-one, you know what I'm saying? Not call them out in front of everybody, but um, after they came back from like a, a series and practice or wraps on air, just have a conversation and, you know what I'm saying, break down what they're doing wrong or what they could be doing better. You know, and one thing I, I always love to ask coaches, I've asked a lot of college coaches this, but you, you're a guy who's got a unique perspective on this. And that is, you know, you played basketball growing up. You were around the game at a high level mm-hmm. with your dad and brother. How do you feel being a multi-sport athlete through high school? How do you feel it helped translate into your football game to make you an even better football player? Yeah, I think it helped tremendously. I think anybody will tell you that who played at a college level, played both sports in high school, or sports in high school, you know what I'm saying, more than one. So I think basketball definitely helped me with my agility, you know what I'm saying, laterally. Um, I mean, footwork, um, just control of your body, you know what I'm saying? As a receiver, you need to have control. And then in basketball, you need to do the same thing. So, and then also too, it's just another uh, another way you can just compete. You know what I'm saying? If you love competition, you love to play sports. So that, that definitely brought out the, the best of me playing basketball. You know, so one thing on the show that we love to do is give advice to high school athletes. And, you know, I want to have you give a couple pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. I want to start by having you give advice to a kid who's going through the recruiting process right now. And maybe they're stressed out by it. Maybe it's just something that they're completely overwhelmed by. 
you know, obviously, you know, there's two ends of the spectrum. You could be overwhelmed because you're not getting offers or overwhelmed yeah. because you're getting so many yeah, and you don't know what to choose. So what yeah. would you give advice to a guy going through that recruiting process right now? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for the guy who um, is not getting offers, I'm going to answer your question, but for a guy who's not getting as many offers he would like, you know what I'm saying? I advise them to stay off of social media in terms of comparing themselves to other players. You know what I'm saying? I think social media was pretty big when I was in high school, but I don't, it's not to the extent it is now. So I think definitely just constantly looking at other players and, you know what I'm saying, their journey, I think it's important to focus on your journey, you know what I'm saying, at the same time. Don't compare yourself. Um, and stay patient, you know what I'm saying, because the reality of it, something's going to have to get done, you know what I'm saying. Either you go junior college or you end up getting scholarships, God willing. So um, definitely advise that. But I think for the guy who has a lot of offers, um, stay humble and be smart, you know what I'm saying, about what, what uh, direction you want to go in, you know what I'm saying. Definitely – take your family's advice, um, pray about it if you're religious, you know what I'm saying? But just be smart and, and know what's, know what school you're getting into and know what coaching staff and, you know what I'm saying? All that. You know, and you, you brought up how you started out your freshman year and your sophomore year being a contributor on special teams. And some guys, that's a struggle for them. They go from being the guy at their position yeah. in high school yeah. to having to play a different position to get on the field. And, you know, some guys yeah. aren't okay with that. And some guys get a little upset about that. So, <laughs> you know, if you could talk yeah. to a guy who maybe, you know, has been approached by a coach and told, Hey, we want, we want you to play on special teams because we want to get you on the field or Hey, we want to move you from receiver to running back to get you snaps. You know, what would you tell a kid about that situation? Yeah. I think if you think in your mind that you're the dude coming into college, you're going to get humble quickly. You know what I'm saying? But I think special teams teaches those type of players and pretty much everybody, you know what I'm saying? It gives you a different type of hunger, you know what I'm saying, to get on the field. Okay, so I'm not starting here, you know what I'm saying? I'm second string, third string. How am I going to go make a play so coaches recognize me? You know what I'm saying? So what can I do to, to help the team and get my name out there? Um, so I just advise them, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice. That's just life, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but definitely, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I mean, I was on kickoff return, punt, punt return, uh, my freshman year kickoff. And I was just every every time I went down there, you got, you got to make a play, you know what I'm saying, do something. But, again, that just helped me in the offseason, you know what I'm saying. I, again, nothing towards special teams, but, okay, what I'm, if I want to get off these special teams, you know what I'm saying, what do I need to do in my own game? So I think that just helps you. You know, you, you've made a lot of big catches in your career. You know, you've we talked about the touchdown you had at Vandy. Do you have one catch? I know that's almost impossible to pick just one, but do you have one catch in your college career where you're like, man, I just, I can remember everything about that play and it's always just going to be <laughs> real special. Yeah. I think I caught a one-hander against Campbell last year. Uh, I think that was like my best catch. I think <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't even know how I caught it. I just put my hand out there, but um, yeah, I think that'd be my best one. So take, take me through that play a little bit. I know you said you don't know how you came down. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I was running – I ran a post corner. Um, I was the last read in the progression. I didn't even run a, a good rally. If you watch it on film, I didn't really break off the corner at all. But uh, she put it in a good spot. Um, I was just running towards the back pylon after my seven-cut break and then looked up for the ball. I just put my hand out there, and I don't know. I came down with it. <laughs> Everybody was jumping up and down looking at me. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> so when you make a catch like that or you make a catch like you did against Vandy this year mm – -hmm. You know, and you're almost like, dude, did I really catch that? Like, 
what, yeah. what goes through your head as you're getting up and you realize, oh, no, yeah, I really did catch that. I think when your teammates come running towards you, I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, bet. <laughs> and then you hit them with a celebration something. You know what I'm saying? You can't just stand there. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a crazy catch. I'm not going to lie to you. That was probably crazy, one of the craziest ones. We've had a lot of good catches. You brought up the go-to celebration, though. I, I, I got to get you, you know, because I see, you know, the pointing on the first down. I've seen some of the – what's your go-to yeah. celebration? Um, During the COVID year, <laughs> I don't recommend this to anybody. I got a flag thrown on me, and it was in a crucial two-point play. And I will never dance ever again, but I think that was my favorite – that was my favorite <laughs> touchdown celebration. And people will be joking about it all the time, all my teammates, but that was my favorite one. What was the coaching conversation like after you get the flag? Yeah, no, nah, I definitely got cursed out. Yeah, it was definitely – I definitely got cursed out. I'm not going to lie. And um, it was such a crucial point. But I was, like, in my mind, like, I did not dance for that long. Like, <laughs> there's no way you can throw the flag on me. But definitely, well, I didn't dance after that. That was the COVID year. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that was probably my favorite one. We, we've heard, you know, what you bring on the field, and we've heard the type of person you are off the field. So, you know, really? the last question I have for you, like we've talked about, the ultimate goal is that one of these 32 NFL teams brings you in. So, at the mm. end of the day, why should one of these 32 NFL teams take a shot on you? I think they should take a shot on me because um, I could definitely help their team win. You know what I'm saying? I think that's just plain and simple. Um, I'm a hard worker. I'm a competitor, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to get the job done. Um, I'm coachable. Um, so, yeah, you're going to get the best version of me, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to play my butt off. So, uh, that's pretty much it. It's plain and simple. Jackson, I've had an absolute blast having you on today, man. Thank you yeah, so much for joining you. us. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And, folks, that is Jackson Parham, wide receiver from Elon University, 2023 NFL draft prospect. But that's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. But until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.